of notes. It's silk. <laughs> yeah, we got fucking theme music this shit, man. We didn't have theme music, man. That's right. <laughs> Yo, 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 welcome to another episode of Reason Wrestling. It is I, the most high Chris, with my tag team partner, CT, a.k.a. Chitty Bang. What's going on, my man? What's up? What's up? Merry Christmas, everybody. Happy New Year. It's been a wonderful year of wrestling. It's a wonderful year. Happy Kwanzaa. It's happy the Kwanzaa. third day, you know what I mean? Hey, happy Hanukkah. Happy, you know, Hanukkah. Kujijakalia, you feel me? <laughs> you know what I mean? All that. <laughs> um, but yeah, happy holidays. Thank y'all for listening once again. Um... We are the real, the raw, the uncut, unfiltered, unedited, underground, professional wrestling podcast. You know, so uh, here we are with another week of wrestling. It is the final reasonable wrestling of the year of 2019. Yes, the, the final, final reasonable, reasonable wrestling, wrestling podcast. The final reasonable wrestling of 2019, man. Uh, man, have have we come a long way from our first episode uh, recorded in my bedroom. Uh-huh. Uh off the mic of the laptop. Yeah. Uh, we got so high that we don't even know how that episode turned out. It was our very first character spotlight with Adam Cole. Yeah. Uh, um, who... And we had to do it over again. We, did we, I think we had to do it over again because we were so high. Did we do it? Yes, I think we did. I think we did the <laughs> like episode. Like, that we can't put that out. That's when we was conscious. That's when yeah. we were the edited podcast. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> yeah. Now, man, we just, you know, um, we, we've grown, man. So this is our last podcast of 2019. Um, so if y'all have been with us or want to be with us or um, uh, want to find out where we at, go to RW1, RW Podcast 1 on Twitter. Uh, follow us on Twitter. We are on Instagram right now. Instagram Live, as you see me um, putting it in the blender, you feel me? Reasonable Wrestling Podcast everywhere else. YouTube, SoundCloud, Reasonable Wrestling. Please um, uh, rate, subscribe us um, wherever you get your podcast podcasted. As CT said, man, was the last, this is the last um, Reasonable Wrestling episode of the year. And we had a few last episodes uh, for wrestling of the year. Um we record on Saturday, so this is a Saturday episode. Yesterday, the we had uh, the last SmackDown of the year, which uh-huh. was, you know, uh, you know yeah. what it was. We had Wednesday, which was a tape show. Um, happened to be the last uh, show or last outing of NXT of the year. Um, but Monday was taped uh, for New Year's Eve. And unfortunately, they are not the last show there. They have another one coming up uh-huh. this Monday. Um, the headline with Lana and Bobby Lashley's What's the wedding. Headline? Oh, the wedding is the happening. Wedding. The wedding, uh, the wedding, man. The wedding. The wedding, man. So with shout out to love. <laughs> so with this past episode, um, it was taped. I kind of already had knew what was happening, so I didn't necessarily watch. With the intent to find out what happened, I watched with the uh, um, with the eyes of how did it happen. About more Raw this week, yeah. Okay, Raw so this that week. was taped. It was taped. Yeah. Okay. It uh, was taped. It was taped last week. Okay. Um, so I knew, um, you know, the high spot of 
uh, pretty much the night. I knew what was going to happen. I knew mm-hmm. Seth was going to turn on Samoa. Samoa already pretty much the baby face that we all kind of know him to be. Um, yeah, is now right. now solidified in the in the in the angle with with guys that the crowd hates. Yeah, and so. I think that it fits. I think Samoa Joe is a natural uh, baby face. Is a natural transition for him. I, actually, I was really excited to see this angle because uh, I didn't I didn't know they taped it. I didn't watch the, the spoilers. I just watched it like a viewer, and I called them after. Like, oh, did you see the ending? Because they actually did an ending where I thought every all the subtleness, all the subtleties of the night played out and it paid off at the end uh, as far as the small joke. Actually, that wasn't the end, was it? Yeah. That was the last end. All right, cool. So we uh, talked about the week prior where they kind of didn't book end the night on a high note. And I think this week they did that. They did. Because um, everything played into each other. The, Roman, the, the Seth Rollins, Rey Mysterio interactions uh, bleeding into now it's Seth Rollins and Samoa Joe was so organically and you know, Small Joe's not gonna back down from anybody. They they ended up going up there to uh, throw Rey Mysterio through now Sable, and he's like, uh, "Yeah, this is my job. I'm not moving for anybody." And this is not no uh, Dio Maddox or <laughs> Brendan Williams uh, situation. <laughs> Small Joe, you know, he he held his own until. Um, they got the best it was kind of the same thing though, because them niggas both ended up going to the table. They did both go end up going to the table, but at the end of the day, actually, yeah, it's very yeah, it's the same. It was exactly the same. It was exactly the same. Like, yeah, man. No, but I like the fact that Seth Rollins is like trying to like calm the situation down, and he walks away. And he just like, whispers, he's, like, kind of just says off uh, like to them, finish him, finish him, you know. And he just says it like you know so casually, as a mob dude would, as a mob boss would, and he feels like this mafioso type character right now, which I, I'm really digging. He's he's just expo- um, imposing his will on people. He's not super animated. He's not over the top as a heel. He's just very you know subtle because he has. He has AOP behind him. He has the control. He has the power. Yeah. So I thought that was my high spot of the week, actually. I think that um, this this goes into a Samoa Joe angle where I think that's going to be interesting for him to be uh, in the title picture and the main event picture again uh, once he's back. Um, yeah, I think that was completely the high spot of the entire week um, of wrestling. Uh, there was not anything that moved <laughs> the needle for yes. me on either show um, or either of the shows. Um, SmackDown, Raw, NXT combined um, didn't have a moment that moved me as much um, or progressed the storyline as much as uh, Seth Rollins and, and, and Samoa Joe. So uh, shout out to Heyman. I know he's got his fair share uh-huh. on this show from us um, asking him. Uh, but as we are reasonable and logic here, uh, we gave him time. We gave him time. We kept watching. We didn't shit on a product. We didn't say... It's the worst thing ever. It was the worst thing of the week sometimes, and we yeah. said it. But um, we gave it time. He developed characters, and now he got one of the most over superstars that hasn't been utilized, Samoa Joe, in a feud with someone who cannot miss this year, Seth Rollins. Yeah, and you know, we give credit where credit is due. Actually, he's and, missed this year a lot. Yeah, he missed a lot. Um, we give credit where credit is due, but we're going to talk, you know, it's not really talking shit. It's just telling you the truth. When y'all fuck up, until it pays off, we're gonna let you know this is fucking up. You know, so I feel like we we've, we've been patient with with everybody this year, um, uh, especially with AEW, which 
they didn't even have a show this week. But we'll get more into them. Sure, we could go now. No, I mean, because nothing else. There's nothing else that I I could. Well, I do want remotely. To, I do want to shout out Lasombra Andrade real quick. Oh, that was this, that wasn't even on Raw. That no, was, it wasn't on Raw. But if we're going through the week, if we're because if we're just bypassing the entire week. No, I mean, if we're going to do it in order, we were going to do Raw, which is Monday. Christmas happened Wednesday, and then the day after Christmas, which was when no, I thought you were saying there was nothing this week because you pretty much said. Oh nothing. no, I was saying well, nothing this week. As far as wrestling, I mean, listen, Andrade won the United States Championship the day after Christmas, but it still wasn't as important to to me uh, when I'm saying by I was going to say nothing on Raw because we okay, could have went yeah, to AEW. Yeah, okay. yeah, we no, could have no, we could have nothing no, on, nothing I, was yeah, on Raw. No, no, no but okay, as I far mean, as yeah. the week, yeah, I thought so, you meant for the week. No, but, I mean as far as um, the week, yeah, I mean Andrade winning the the United States Championship uh, at uh, the MSG show. Was definitely something that we were going to speak about and something that we were going to talk about, and mm-hmm. uh, that was uh, something that was a, a bright spot of wrestling. Um, but it's something that we won't see because it was a, a house show. I do. I, 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 know <laughs> I, I am a little bit peeved that it was on a house show. That's because I'm a huge Andrade fan. I would like to see it when he gets his first championship. You know, on uh, on the main roster. You know, he's former NXT champion. But I definitely wanted to see Andrade win it. Um, I'm not mad, though. He had a moment for himself in MSG. And that comes around rarely for people. So uh, he won a title in MSG. Not many people can say they've done that. Not to mention, you told me a stat earlier. Oh, he's one of only four guys um, to have held that uh, um, uh, New Japan IWGP Intercontinental title and the United States uh, Championship in WWE. And uh, he is the fourth member to go with Chris Jericho, uh, MVP, and uh, Shinsuke, uh, Shinsuke Nakamura. Nakamura. That is great company. That is honestly great company to say that, hey, I'm besides these guys and doing something that has really been done. And that's competing in New Japan and hold this title in both companies. Bro. I mean, honestly, yeah, man. I mean, if you break it down, bro, outside of Samoa Joe and the Seth Rollins involvement and, you know, Andrade um, winning the title off of Ray MSG. I cannot name you another wrestling moment that got me. Out of three shows, they're all under the WWE umbrella. Um, nothing really. I mean, I know they're in mm-hmm. their period for the Royal Rumble. Um, um, but, you know. Um, yeah, this week, I'm on, I'm on the same boat with you. There's not much I want to delve into this week because it was kind of a four week. I think the major takeaway is Seth Rollins and Small Joe situation uh, and Andrade being the United States champion. Uh, I do want to give a quick shout out to Austin Theory on NXT. He made his debut on television this week, uh, and I'm curious to see how he does in 2020. I think he's going to have a phenomenal career in NXT, or you know, and I think in 2020 might uh, he might break out. He might be the breakout star. He might be the breakout in 2020. Yeah, calling it now. He had a banger with Roderick Strong. Absolutely. So um, you know what I mean. So shout out to Austin Theory. Uh, speaking of NXT, there was only one show on Wednesday, like you were about to say. AEW did mm-hmm. not have a show um, this past Wednesday. So, as the AEW cor- corresponder, um, you can't really have a year recap of AEW. They only been on, they only been around, you know. I think you can because a year ago, January when they started, they, when they announced. So, if you really want to do a year recap of AEW, of, uh, you can't go based on just the product of the show. Um, but as far as them building this company in this year and, and from the ground up. I think it's a monumental feat. I think that they have some... I think they're onto something. And I think in 2020, we got to see them 
find an identity. You know, because mm-hmm. we didn't have a show this week. I'm not going to go into how I felt about last show. Because honestly, it's actually, I will go into how I felt about last show. Last show, they had a, the ending shot for AEW for 2019 is a guy doing fake punches. And that's not what you want your company to look like. So in 2020, y'all got to find an identity. And it might not be for us. It might not be an identity that we fuck with. But whatever your identity is, stick with it. Know it. And, 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 um build upon it throughout the year because I have a lot of faith in AEW as a company because we have not seen competition on television against WWE <coughs> for years and they have a, a, a large tax ahead of them and we want to see them just tighten it up you know um, I see a lot of, like I always say it every single week I see a lot of pieces there um, when it goes down to it though you know the young bucks said they got off of Twitter and they talked about they need to get their creativity back which is kind of what we alluded to last week that it, they can get their creativity because sometimes all social media constantly um, bombards you and it's hard for you to function uh, and have your own opinion and you have your own creativity shown to the world. So you then get swayed. And whether your opinion gets swayed, whether the, your, your message gets swayed. So it's cool to see that they are off Twitter and they're now focusing on their own uh, craft. Again, because they're going to need to do that as heads of this company. They're going to need to figure out what AEW is and then tell everybody, okay, this is how we're going to grow our company going forward. You know, But i got to give a tip my cap to this year to Tony Khan, Cody Rhodes, and the Young Bucks being that brave, being that courageous, being that brazen to announce uh, almost a year ago, hey, we're starting this new company, AEW, and it's going to be different, and they have great high aspirations, and I know everything hasn't panned out the way we wanted it to, but give them some time. And I'm, and, I'm, and, I'm, sure. and I'm optimistic. I mean, with that being said, I guess, um, is there anything on SmackDown that you need to talk about? <laughs> because we can roll into the, we can roll into what the show is going to be right now. We can just smoke the joint and just go back to original format, how the show used to be when we just kick shit. Honestly, <coughs> um, uh, no, I don't have anything for SmackDown. Um. So, so with that said, so with that being said, um, pretty much this show is going to be our recap show. Um, this show is going to be our, you know, best, best of, of the year, um, best, best of the decade. decade, you know, all that good shit. You know what I mean? So, with you giving them props, I wanna, I wanna piggyback on that. Um, AEW, well, in in a sense, um, the elite of Kenny, the Bucks, and then Cody joining them. Having the aspiration um, to the goal to even think or dream as big. Now, Sean and Triple H and X-Pac and Road Dogg, and <clears throat> they rode the, the road together, and they did the exact same thing. The click. The, the click did the exact same thing when they rolled the business together and they booked the territory, their own territory, their guys, not just them, their guys. They changed the business. They they changed the they changed the business and listen. So there's a lot of parallels. Exactly. Mm-hmm. It, exactly. It's 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 extreme amount of of um, symbolism between the two because. Listening to the After the Bell podcast um, that we talked about, listening to the After the Bell podcast, with Corey Graves, his guests were Sean and Triple H, and, you know, um, 
realistically, man, having a vision is okay. But having a work ethic to to make that vision a reality takes a lot more than just talking with your friends. You know what I mean? Um, And and um, to 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 see Cody leave in the kind of disgruntled fashion that he did, and had the I'm gonna stick it to them for not utilizing me or not noticing what they had or for 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 just not even believing in me the way that I believe in me. That is a lot to do with. All of the underground kind of things that we see that we cheer and champion for. What do you mean by underground things we see in championship? Champion? I mean rappers, entertain like okay. you know, you know the, the okay, underwhelming yeah. story, oh, yeah, or, absolutely. Or, or, or the 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 just man, Cody, that's grit. It is that that you know that's that's grit that in quotations that that's um, he bet on himself, and that's the thing that we all want to do is to have the most balls to say. I'm going to bet on myself and say that I'm able to do something and grow it over time. And and, and I have a vision for myself that's grander than where I'm at. And also, where he's already in the biggest company. Listen, and he just wanted to go wrestle. He just wanted to go wrestle. It wasn't even a fact that, you mm-hmm. know, I want to go. He just wanted to go get his feet wet in different places and touch different. And then he got over to where these, these hustlers over in Japan, these niggas hustling three companies. Mm-hmm. New Japan... Ring of Honor, and they dibble and dabble and impact whenever they feel like it. Then they just toss them to the side. Mm-hmm. But uh, uh, um, Adam Cole, I'm, I'm sorry, um, Adam Page, um, uh, the Young Bugs, Adam Cole, um, uh, um, Cody Rhodes, Kenny Omega, they all were Ring of Honor as well. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like AEW could have eventually. I mean, AEW could have been Ring of Honor. Well, it still might be. I mean, I mean, what do you mean? No, what I'm saying is, Ring of Honor had the infrastructure. They had the wrestlers. They didn't have the foresight or the vision or believed them in us and believed them in it as well. Mm-hmm. I see what could have been a Ring of Honor with AEW, but at the same time, I don't see the infrastructure that Ring of Honor had. All right. They had Sinclair. They had. I mean, now granted, they have Turner, mm-hmm. and they have you know uh, uh, yeah. Tony Khan behind them. But that's just money. That is a structure. At the end of the day, it might take some time to find that structure and find that identity. Because when you have that structure, then you have the identity form, which is what I was trying to touch on. Is that they're in the midst of finding themselves? It's only been not even a. It's not been even a year yet. So to formulate that structure, you have to actually do it. Uh-huh. You know, it's not like you, we do the same thing with our podcast, with our business, with our business minds. You got to do it over time. It's not, it's not like uh, it's a it's, it's it becomes you. It yeah. doesn't. It, and, and that's what we're watching AEW become itself at this moment. So it's brazen to go out there and do it. But WWE has a tenure for God knows their structure's been built. It's a strategy. It's now to form you so long that they've had us. Identity and a, stru- and a structure that has become a formula now, you know. So now AEW needs to find their structure within what they are, what that what they are. Because the way you guys move as a company, the way you guys move as a business, creates the art that you see. So, with your admiration for 
Cody, the Bucks, Tony Khan. Uh, we had a segment that we we're going to do, and we're just going to kick it off. Executor, the Executive of the Year. Yeah. Who would you nominate as Executive of the Year? I got to go give it to Tony Khan, Cody Rose, and Young Bucks. Okay. I, as a collective, because they changed the business okay. this year. And 2019 will ever be the moment where it's like, people said, wow, I can leave WWE and go make money somewhere else. And in a big way. In a huge way on television. I can still grow my, grow my brand, grow my name. You know, that's huge to, get, to provide that to the wrestling industry. Uh, and you could say Vince, you could say Triple H. But I think that those guys collectively are the executives to have the balls to do what they've done. And then also get the blowback and say, you know what, we're going to push on and make this thing work. You know, and, and, and when I hear them speak, I know that they're in the creative process. Like, as I hear them talk. I know they're in the process of creating this thing we call AEW. They're not like, okay, this is what it is. You know, I can, I can, I can get that it's not one vision, you know? But it's fine, because once you guys get to that point, like, where it's one vision, it's going to be its own niche. And it's going to be its own niche that's <coughs> unique to AEW. And that's what I see happening in the future, where it's a, a niche that's unique to AEW. But we got to cut out some of the courtiness. we got to cut out some of the bad looks. And you gotta build, you got to build it over time. You know, and I and I see strength in that, and I see that they're gonna have a tenure with TNT. I think, think they got a little bit of a leash to make some mistakes. They're not like a. Do I do. I think they have some money. I think they got a little bit of a leash to make some mistakes because they, they've seen wrestling work in the past. They know what wrestling is. They know what they're gonna get from it. So AEW is on a network t- television TV channel right now. I'm not sure how long the, the how long it lasts for, but they got the time to fuck up and then find figure it out. So. I won't combat you too much because that is your opinion and and, and that's what this podcast is for. I would say look at the way USA had the contract with SmackDown. Mm-hmm. SmackDown came in in 2016. They were out by 2019. No, I'm sorry. Yeah, they were out by 2019. SmackDown had was an extension of I think the five year contract that they originally did with Raw. Well you say SmackDown was the extension of the SmackDown was I think SmackDown was the extension of the five year deal that they did in twenty fifteen for Raw. Okay. Which we got SmackDown in twenty sixteen. But the numbers for USA on a Tuesday where they don't run anything else didn't attract them enough to want them back in the renegotiation. Was it that or was WWE trying to shop Fox? I don't know which one it was. I think it was now, to... with that, this goes into my executive of the year, <laughs> which, is, which is Vince. <laughs> All right. And I said that because you, I led you to, the, I led you right to the water. I said, "Why? Listen, man, wrestling, dog. Yeah, it's crazy. It's and, and if you can't wrestling, you, can, you cannot say he's wrong. Bruh. Well, you can't say I'm wrong either. Exactly. Like, this executive of the year alone. That's that's the dichotomy, and that's why we're gonna have these debates My online. My walked into these corporations like, look, man, I got wrestling, man. That's all I got. That's it. That's all I ain't got nothing up. I may bring in some extra motherfucking uh, outsourced talent, but that's going to be on y'all budget. That's the shit y'all give me. 
You feel me? I ain't coming out of pocket for it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean, type shit. Like, you know, and them niggas is like, wrestling, huh? And Vince is like, wrestling. All right, God damn it, we'll give you a billion dollars. Yeah. And that nigga walked out the office and was like, a fucking <laughs> billion, nigga. <laughs> a fucking billion. Bruh, yeah. that nigga probably was eyeing a yacht for the longest and then called the realtor and was like, book it. It's mine, nigga. <laughs> Crazy. <laughs> they gave me a bill. And not only that, he walked into another goddamn TV company. Another and it was one. like, all I got was wrestling, man. But that's I think that you're talking about Vince when he started the company. I think by now people you said it's just all is is wrestling, but wrestling right now has been proven to be a hot commodity and makes money. You can't say no. So I I don't think so. I think it's not that much of a sell. I think that it's crazy that he got a billion for it. Don't get me wrong, but I think that it's not because it's not that he just comes in there and says and just swindles it. You know, and if you want to throw in the Saudi Arabia stuff too, if you look at it pure numbers. Then yes, you gotta go, Vince. You know. But I mean, as- but not even so. Even with that, to to to, and I don't want to too much cut you off because I want to let you land. But not even too much to the fact that wrestling is a commodity and it makes money because it doesn't. NXT operates in the red for WWE. That's just I'm one going, asset within I, the the industry of wrestling, hear, which is growing as I, you no, see. No, no, no. Worldwide. I, I I hear you on that. I hear you on that, but. It's not profitable when New Japan only comes and runs in California because of the connection that they have with Pasadena because of the Bucks. Wait, wait, say that again? New Japan were only running California shows when they came to the United States. Mm-hmm. This text, this past G1 that they did in Texas was, I believe, one of the first shows that they did independently yeah. in the States without a you know what I mean? Yeah. Everything was in California. Granted, probably cheap, whatever. Mm-hmm. But majority of their talent came from PWG, which was based in California. Yeah, it's not that lucrative if you can't come and do what WWE does without the business. Are they man. making more money? Yes, these all these companies are growing, and so it's it's it is it's huge asset. Are the it's one thing if you saw companies just dying out left and right. What you're seeing is more companies being made. Right. So wrestling is just growing okay. faster and faster right now. Uh, I think that as a as an industry, I'm not sure if you've seen this peak because it's still growing as a global brand. Mm. And now they're building new NXTs. So if you're looking at WWE at the top, then you look at the underneath all these indie companies popping up and all these different uh, promotions. And we're and we're all, we have this appetite for wrestling that we're watching different companies now. And we're talking about it. Wrestling is still growing, yeah, and there's still going to be this appetite for it. So, I don't see it as that crazy. But I do think, if you're looking at a pure numbers, Vince McMahon is executive of the year, but he will be it for every single year if you're looking at just numbers. If you're looking at how I to finesse. I won't say that because I would <coughs> This is a conversation that <coughs> we're probably going to get into later on down the show. But, I mean, since we're here, we just go wherever we mm-hmm. go. We're going to have most impactful moment or most impactful thing over the decade. Mm-hmm. And I think going forward, there will be no bigger executive in this genre than Paul Levesque. Going forward. Going forward. So as you say, like, yeah. if you're going to say it's been like, nah. Yeah. Vince will have this cap. Vince will be Bill Polian yeah. at some point in time. Bill Polian was great. 
took the Bills to four straight Super Bowls. He went to the coach, drafted Peyton Manning, went yeah. to the Super Bowl. He was great. He's also the guy that said Lamar Jackson is going to play wide receiver. <laughs> exactly. So, so you have your cat. Yeah, that's true. You know what I mean? That's true. And we all see it. It, we it's we, we see it. it. It's trips, man. Yeah, I, I yeah. think trips. so. For, I think even for that's why I say we're talking about for the decade, executive for the decade. I personally would say trips. Yes, I personally would say Paul Levesque is the executive for the decade for creating this this niche brand NXT. You know um, that I've completely connected to. I think a lot of people have connected to NXT as a, as a third brand WWE. It just had to it hits its own pocket, um, and then the support he gives the gives the wrestlers. And then he has, you know, he's growing it. And you're saying he's operating in the red, but that's why I don't look at it as pure numbers when I say executive of the year. Because yeah. I know that it takes growth over time. I know that it's like a trial and error thing just on jump. And then you got to figure out how to mesh together the pieces to create a and, vision. And, and, like, man, I think back, and I, um, I, I, um, we're, we'll roll into our wrestler of the years of 2019, but we'll go down this tangent real quick um, because we're here. Um... 2019 was a big year for wrestling. A huge year for wrestling. But when you look at the decade and the turn of wrestling, it has to be the year 2014. Okay. Like, that's that's the year the network jumps. That's the year where Full Sail and NXT are now weekly on Hulu instead of um, the fucking... Uh, game show with fucking yeah. Titus O'Neil and stuff like that. Yeah. That's when Bullet Club takes off. Um, uh, TNA still has some relevancy yeah. with what they're doing. Lucha's going, Lucha Underground. Like, yeah. 2014 was like a yeah. renaissance. It, that was if you, if you want to go back and say a point, a moment yes. in wrestling yeah. that kind of like extends your fandom yes. that year. That's when you said we feel like you're just about to like I can't watch this ever again, bro. I was that there. Year, yeah, that, I was, yeah. I cannot I was, watch this ever again. I was then you there, get the man. Bullet Club. Then you get NXT. Then you get a whole new like look at wrestling, and it's like oh, you're it's, it feels new again. Now at the turn yeah. of the decade, I was in the military. I wasn't really watching wrestling too much. I got out yeah. of 2011. Um, 2011 is the year of Punk, right? Mm-hmm. I don't. Last time I saw Punk. Punk was uh, straight in society. He had the Jesus gimmick. He was having a feud with The Undertaker, and he was a SmackDown exclusive. Fast forward to when I get back into wrestling. He's one of the hottest stars on Raw, mm-hmm. and he's in a feud with John Cena, and he cuts the pipe bomb, right? And I, I think that is when I'm, Twitter is like two years deep because Twitter jumps off in t- uh, 09 and shit like that. So I'm paying attention to Twitter, Facebook, and like I'm not in the forums or blogs, and they're like, "Yo, this is the illest promo behind the scenes mm-hmm. joint, the shit that we all love." Yeah. I kind of get drawn back, but I'm still not in, involved. I'm ne- I'm not deep dive into it. I see the Money in the Bank match with, with Cena and Punk. Um, I see that storyline. Punk's gonna leave with the title and shit like yeah. that's crazy. Um, but it's not until I th- that Royal Rumble of 2014 or, uh, or st- uh, 2013, I'm home. Battleground, I think, happens in Buffalo. And I see the Shield versus Dusty and the kids. And that they lose, okay. uh, the Rose can never wrestle again in WWE. Oh, yeah. That feud, that was pretty fire. And then that's kind of when I get back in. But So, well, let, me, so let, me, let, me, let me ask you. 
So you're saying right now, for moment of the decade, it will be the pipe bomb. The moment of the... Is that what, that's what kind of got you back into it? No, I, I would say moment of the decade for me had to be, if we're talking about the expansion and the globalization and the, 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 the boom of wrestling, it's Prince Divid turning heel. That's the moment of the decade. I did not expect brother. that. <laughs> wow. That's the moment of the decade, wow. bro. Prince Devin turning heel. That's the moment of the decade, bro. I'm a Finn Balor fan. I, I, you know, we, we love Prince to death over here. But that can't be the moment of the decade of wrestling. Listen, in the he, decade? Yeah, listen, Prince turning. We, I, I already explained this in another episode. Finn is AEW. Listen. <laughs> Finn is wrestling. Let me tell you. 2014 wrestled the moment of the decade. Finn turns heel and starts the Bullet Club with him, Bad Luck Fale, Tamatanga, and Carl Anderson. I know what happens, yeah. Now, the the springboard of all of what happened for the made wrestling, the listen, there's no Bullet Club t-shirts and Hot Topic. <laughs> I get where you're coming like, from. No, that's big. Yes, that's huge. I get where you're coming from. That's huge, man. <laughs> but I don't that... give a fuck about the Taker losing. <laughs> I don't give a fuck about Brock Lesnar ripping off a car door yeah. and chucking it. I don't care about think... Seth Rollins cashing at WrestleMania. I think the, I think the, thing, about say, the thing about at least end of the decade, uh, end of the, you know, your conversations or best of conversations, it's very subjective. So you also got to set up criteria. So we're talking about moment of the decade. Shocking moment of the decade. Shock. Listen, Undertaker, obviously. But if we're talking about moment, moment that of the moved decade the culture, that moved the culture, Finn Balor, Prince Devitt <laughs> turning heel is uh, the moment of the decade. Look at all the made men after Finn, AJ, Kenny, the Bucks. Man, Cody comes in off the rise the coattail of it. I bro, get, like everybody. I, everybody. I get that. I know you gotta give it to Finn and, and that that is a great moment. But what's another the, moment? You're talking that about moved ter- the that's culture. like in terms of lasting effect. What's the what's the other thing that moved the culture of the decade with what we see as the boom of wrestling? I see it and I being, took some time. I see, I it, I see it, it being the, the the pipe bomb or Undertaker losing it. It's one of those two. It can't, I, the, I, I, and moment of the decade? Or are you talking about just good match? Because there's a no, lot of good matches. No, CT, we're talking about from the year 2010 to the end of this year, 2019, and all of what we know about the wrestling. The pipe bomb, because it's, it's still relevant. It's, it's still relevant. Ah. It's still relevant. People still talk about the pipe bomb. It was like a shifting culture. That's why Punk still has a job on Fox. Um, and, and, you know, he doesn't have to wrestle. Punk has a has... job on Fox because he's a chill signer of wrestling, my nigga. Like, <laughs> if you got a fucking mouth, you can you can get a job. The, like, we're, we're eventually going to do that. Yeah. We're, we have a mouth. We're going to get a job. Like, Punk's pipe bomb has no relevancy of why Fox hired him. I, I don't think that has a lasting effect yeah. on, 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 I think. I think that it, it, it showed a self of, um, it gave us a fan kind of like, it's like self-acknowledgement that they fucked up, like, and they know what they're doing, you know? 
But didn't we already know that from you being in the forums and stuff like that and like paying attention to, you know, you know, you it's know. one thing to know shit in the forums. It's another thing for WWE be like, we're gonna let this guy go out there and say everything that's fucked up, you know, and, and to let him talk, be disgruntled because that's who he is, you know, and it was authentic. And then we had the, the summer of punk. I think that took on its own cult. A personality, you know, so to speak, no pun intended. And I think but that nothing then... else was rememberable from that. Nothing else. Nothing. Nothing else. Punk won the title. I remember that match. He left with the t- company. What I remember is Rey Mysterio winning a tournament on Raw and then having to lose it to Cena because yeah. eventually they wanted to do a unification title match that wasn't as good as the Money in the Bank match. And therefore, Cena goes into another feud with Alberto Del Rio. <laughs> I know it was it was botched. Yes. So it's not as lasting and ever loving as, as I mean, Devin turning him. Okay. Not Maybe, even that. I, you know, even, I can see your argument. Even even let's let's take into this. Let's take into this. If you want to talk, I won't even go in there. If we want to talk about um, uh, mo- uh, moments that were shifting of the culture of wrestling. I mean, hell, we can talk about the, How about the this? NXT Brooklyn, uh, 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 Sasha, Sasha and, and Bailey. Bailey. Sasha and Bailey. I was just about to bring that up. I think that's a that's a moment of the decade to, to definitely put in there because women stole the show. Yeah. Like, honestly, within this decade, like, we're going yeah. to say, yeah. and I say that I know AJ Lee, I know Paige, they set the foundation for this women's revolution in terms of the image they're portraying and just getting busy in the ring. But the four horsewomen of WWE, Charlotte Flair, Sasha Banks, uh, Becky Lynch, and Bayley, they changed wrestling. For me, as a wrestling fan, they changed wrestling uh, with their work ethic and the way they showed their wrestling could be with those four girls at now, NXT. I don't, now, with your words, and because I know, because I just know women, we, the way that's worded, it could say that the other women didn't have the word effect. So I do want to. No, 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 no. I got you. I got you. I got you. They took so, it over the top. Right. And, so and they with, have also with, gave with, a platform with, to do Michelle that in McCool, NXT. With Michelle like, McCool, you know? Natalia, um, Alicia Fox, they were there also wanting to. But not having the opportunity to. To exactly like Natalia, Natalia would have rather wrestled than to have a farting gimmick. Yeah, I, for sure. Right. But yeah, yeah. But again, it goes back to like you said, those women down in NXT having the 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 marginal opportunity yes. to have a showcase. I think I put it the wrong way. No, it, not even know. not not even saying. But I just not even you said it the wrong way. All I'm saying is that when you said the way you said it, the way you said it was giving all of them the credit, not discrediting. Like you said, you gave disclaimer about Paige and AJ Lee, but it was also other women in oh, the yeah, decade yeah, yeah, that yeah. were tr- that were trying. That's why I wanted to. to I think this that. whole because it was like this anti diva shift. Yes, and that's what I'm crediting it to. You know, and, and that's why I said AJ Lee and Paige, and I think that. Those girls in NXT changed the landscape of wrestling going forward, honestly. And and, I, and, it, well, and, and, I, and they're still and doing it. Well, I think they also couldn't have, you know, I think the anti-diva was it to an extent to also to the fact that the diva was a limitation. Yeah. 
They were wrestlers. They were wrestlers. So, Natalia had to go down there and have that match with Charlotte for Charlotte sure. to be made. Absolutely. Paige and Emma have to go down there and have a match down there to crown the first ever NXT championship and have that match be fire. You know what I mean? So, like, there was a lineage of... True, true. Of, of, the, of the wrestling acclimate that were anti-Diva. It was only... The it was only the exposure to Charlotte, Becky, Sasha, and 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 Bailey. Also with the character, because we cannot forget we cannot forget characters make a difference with wrestlers. Charlotte being the flair, Sasha being the boss, mm-hmm. Bailey being the babyface, Becky being the scrapper, all made for them to have individuality mm-hmm. as well. Because wrestlers for some Women wrestlers for a great point in time will all come together as blonde, uh, you know, mm-hmm. and, and, or you know, the, you had the Page and the AJ Lee who similar in stature, hair type, uh, move set almost. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like it, it, you once you look like something, you were boxed in. Yeah, you know what I mean. And then those four women were able to like, okay, listen, we're gonna come in together, but we're gonna have orange hair, yeah. we're gonna have black hair, we're gonna have blonde hair, we're gonna have purple hair, and we're gonna all wrestle different because we have different wrestling backgrounds. Where Becky did her time in Shimmer, uh, Sasha did her time in Boston, Bailey also did her time out there in, in mm-hmm. Shimmer as well. S- Charlotte was green as hell coming in wrestling. Yeah. Now considered being one of the best. Natural gifted wrestlers and like, so I'm just putting that time frame, and I'm not trying to incriminate. No, for it's sure, a woman's evolution. I just know, love having evolution. that in no, that conversation. No, for like, sure. That, yeah. that was, you know, I I think that I'm not saying that there wasn't other women to mm-hmm. you know contribute to this woman's evolution because honestly, every woman it takes takes work to get to, to get to this <laughs> point where you can have Becky Lynch at the top ending the decade. As like the top star in the world, pretty much in wrestling. Speak, I mean, and it's crazy that we are we fumbled right into where I wanted to lead us to, which was women's wrestler of the year. Uh, off one woman wrestler of the year is off those women um, uh, prospi- uh, 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 um, prospering. Mm-hmm. Becky Lynch from January of 2019. To December of 2019 mm-hmm. has been consistently the best wrestler under that umbrella. Booked, booked. She's been protected. She, she, she. Every chance that she's given to knock something out the park, she has. She's been the leader. Mm-hmm. She, they put the strap on her. This is what she wanted, and she can handle it because it's what she wanted. Mm-hmm. Woman wrestler of the year. I I, I want to give it to Becky Lynch. I do say her only competition is Tessa Blanchard. When you say the woman revolution happened in 2015, I think that sparked it in a lot of other places because I think there that, were a lot of other women wrestling. That's, 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 that's what I want to say. Like, there's a lot of us. Wrestling happening and a lot of women wrestling happening across wrestling, right? You know, at this time, um, but it's not so it's not solidified until all that wrestling happens on the biggest stage. You know, it doesn't mean as much when we're not seeing represented, you know, in the WWE where the most eyeballs are. So it's not that there wasn't shimmer on all those other places, 
to not give credit, but I think they changed the landscape. Um, but for for woman of the decade, well, Becky, I mean, for for, for for the year, I will woman give of Becky. The year is Becky. For woman, so woman of the year, I will give it Becky. Now, woman of I'll, the decade, woman of the decade, I when you want to talk about decade, that's ten years, and I said it on Twitter already. You got to give it to Natalia. She, everybody's work is built on the backs of Natalia going in there and putting on that work with all these women for a decade strong. She's like the backbone. When you want a good match, you put out Natalia. And, and, and she teaches people. And she tells them, like, you know, she, she's, I don't want to say, like, she's a, she's the backbone. She really is, though. It's not a bad Bro, thing to say I that, I can't right? even, that there is no other Nomination, actually, man. Like I'm stumped. How, who are you gonna say? That's what I'm saying. Like I'm Dec- stumped. That's ten years. You know, it's not. You can't just say okay. Run the tie. I remember the tie coming out I with said. the fucking Heart Dynasty mm-hmm. with Davy Boy and TJ, my nigga. Uh huh. She d- endured it all. Heart gimmick and all. Like she's she's wrestling the hornswoggle. My Yo, nigga. she did it all. Italian woman of the decade for sure. Natalia, woman of the decade. Give her flowers. Give her flowers. Put some respect on that name. Woman of 2019 for me. For CT is agreed on that for 2019. Everybody's built up in Natalia. And Natalia is woman of the decade. Woman of the 2010s. Shout out to Natalia. Much love to you and your family. You have been not only with your wrestling acclimate. But you've been struck with fucking personal uh, yes. uh, adversity, and uh, 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 TJ Damner getting paralyzed off uh, off a off a off a off a house show match with mm-hmm. Samoa when he's first getting integrated. Who who was robbed of a career? It's weird, you uh, know. It, it, they, it's man. like when you look at the Hart family, they just feel like that fits them there. They have heart. Like through it all, they always yeah. they've been through so much, you know. And yeah, uh, the, Italia, pa- the passing of her father. Passing of her father. Uh, uh, and and you can go back years, you know, where things that they always find a way to get through it. And you talk about TJ's injury, you know, passing of her father, and then she goes out there and always puts on a performance, a great performance, bro. When she know? came out so, there, and they used her when Sasha came back. Like, she's just mm-hmm. a staple, man. She's a staple. Like, she's the backbone. She's a staple. Yo, wrestling. So, uh, shout out to CT bringing that up. We, I'm glad we got that off. Mm-hmm. Natalia, congratulations to you from Reasonable Wrestling. We consider you. We nominate you as Woman of the Decade. Um, because, fuck it, you is. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> Natalia uh, yeah. is official, man. So, uh, now, now, moving forward. In 2019, male wrestler of the year. Who you got? 2019. 2019. Male just wrestler this, of the year. Just this year, 2019, male wrestler uh, of the year. Who you got, man? Yo, I say you, WWE gave it to Bray. And this is so ironic because you're going to make me not give it to Bray because he's my favorite. <laughs> but... And that's for creativity. I got to give it to Bray hands down. But for wrestler of the year, I got to give it to Seth Rollins, man. Seth Rollins. No. He's the wrestler of the year, man. No. No. 
No. You don't want to no. give it to Seth. Who are you going to no, give it to? No, that is the wrong answer. Who are you going to give it to? The wrestler of the year comes from the best wrestling program of the year, from the rest, best wrestling program of the decade. It is Adam Cole. freaking Cole, baby. <laughs> He has been the most consistent. He has been the most over. He has been the greatest thing to wrestling this I, year, no, bro. No, no hate on Adam Cole. Uh, Are you, you know, kidding I, That's a legitimate me? answer. I'm going with Seth. That's just my opinion. Because I think he, I think he's how Seth. There, listen, there has been no wasted moments with Adam. There has been no. Forgettable moments with Adam. You can pick six, four thought, to six months out of this year with Seth Rollins, where he was wrestling Baron Corbin. This, this is this is this is subjective. But I thought the third Adam Cole, John Gargano, was a little bit much. We know why it happened, though. Yeah, so that was a down moment for me, even though it came out to, like, you know, they killed each other. That moment was still better than him than Seth and Corbin at any point. They did it three months in a row. I think I think Seth Rollins been holding it down. I think oh! he's been holding it down. I think it's, I, I honestly think that he's on on a <laughs> he's at that point, you know. And I know people talk, been talking about New Japan and all that stuff. People watch all types of stuff, but that's my opinion. I think he works a high work rate. I think what he does on on TV works majority of the time. You know, it's just the, just the creative sometimes was off, but he's putting in that work too. You know, he's had good matches. We just said, right, 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 right. we had a conversation <laughs> before the show. We had a conversation <laughs> on the show. We said, this year's Rumble, which was the beginning pay-per-view of this year, mm-hmm. even though Seth won it, yeah. it was still mad by the time Seth won it. Right? He was mad by the time he won it. Right, so we said it should have been switched. We said Becky's moment should have been. Where oh Seth yeah, went. yeah, yeah. That doesn't deflate the fact that Seth is right. And he won it. He won it. He won it. He did win it. He did win it. And he beat Brock Lesnar at WrestleMania. Yes, like, he did it. You know um, that that was a that was a great moment. But even his championship win at Mania wasn't the best championship win at Mania. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> nah, come nah, on, nah. man. Nah, and I, I mean, there's a, there's definitely an argument for Kofi. You know, uh, man. Uh, listen, man. I but I feel you. It's subjective. We have our own opinion. Yeah. So you go out Kofi. I for wrestler of the year for 2019, man. Adam Cole from. From the Rudy to the Tootie, man. That nigga has been, <laughs> that nigga has been phenomenal, He's dog. So it's undisputed. Bruh, yo. The, the, like, even the recent classics from oh, him with Seth, him with DB, him and Tommaso, uh, 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 and, and uh, the bump that he takes off the joint, yeah. the bump that he took Honestly, the joint, like. That run is crazy. Like he just had a crazy had November, a crazy, like, crazy, crazy. He felt like Jeter, my yo, nigga. Yeah, <laughs> he just couldn't, he couldn't miss. Honestly, so um, yo, nah, I, that could might be prison of the moment, though. You know, that's what I look at. I look at it the entire time. I um, also think you know? of um, um, NXT twenty five when Josiah comes out and wraps him out, and he wins the dope. title. That was dope. I mean, 
the prophecy. We're we're hook, line, and sinker when he talks. <laughs> like the, when he speaks, he's like, "We'll be." Dr-. He said it. He said at the beginning of the year that 2019 undisputed will be drip and gold. And God damn it, they are. God damn it. Shout out to you, Adam Cole, <laughs> on behalf of the Most High. Shout out to Seth Rollins on behalf of Chitty Bang. Those are our male wrestlers for 2019. Now, male wrestler of the decade. Who you got? That's hard, man. Um, there's so many big. No, no, pause. Woo! Pause, pause. <laughs> there's so many valid options. My man. Okay? <laughs> valid big, options. Big ups. Valid options uh, that uh, you could go with. Decades of it's a long time, man. Decades a long. Decades a long time, bro. and there's a lot of people that came. People have gone. Um, people retired. But uh, as far as influential, John Cena. I will put someone ahead of Cena, and this may be. Oh wait, you see. I said there's two people that I, you could do. I will, I, will, I, will, I will go ahead and do yours. No, 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 no. Go ahead. No, because I said, you know what I said before, right? I forgot, man. I forgot. All right. So I said it's out of the two, out of two people. Uh-huh. Either, I'm not sure if you're following me on this one, but I said it could be John Cena or it could be Daniel Bryan. Those are the only two real answers I see. If you're looking at but then if you look at the large scape of wrestling, then you got to include the Bullet Club and, and everything that was going on no, over there. I, I, I wouldn't in Japan. I would, I would say in the 2010s, the most influential and impactful wrestler of this decade was Chris Jericho. <laughs> Mind blown! <laughs> Mind blown! <laughs> After oh, ah. <laughs> this I shit talking. I know. That's why I wanted to say. It. That's why I wanted to say. It. I'm waiting for Jake for that man. Oh, I'm like, <laughs> what are you doing, bro? After all, oh, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Oh god. And I'm, 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 a, I'm gonna bring it down for you. Okay, let's go. I may not have been. Or be so much of a fan of the stuff that he's doing currently right now. Because I just think that he should be using his influence in another way. He should be Shawn Michaels. He should be Triple H. He should be taking more of the uh, coaching uh, role and away from the camera aspect. Because he can offer more of that way. Um, But I do think his name and his cachet is important to what AEW is trying to do. So I get 2019 out the way, knowing that I I have not really felt what he's done. But I do remember staying up at 3 o'clock in the morning in 2018 to watch him and Kenny Omega. Mm -hmm. Or was that 7 to 18? Yeah. I do remember that Russell Kingdom. I do remember that Alpha and Omega build. Um, I do remember 2016 with the list with Kevin uh, Kevin Owens when he came back. I do remember 2010 uh, when he walked into the Royal Rumble with the big gold belt to Russell Edge. So, like, Jericho for 10 
legit years <laughs> has been. This is the thing. I would give it to Jericho, but what I look at it when I say wrestler of the decade, Jericho also left wrestling to do other things, you know? So has does, Cena. So, uh, but here's the thing about Cena. Here's so has Cena, Cena, man. Here's the thing about Cena. So has I Cena. think that... And Cena's his, never been a wrestler that Jericho was. Never been the mind for wrestling that Jericho was. Never, as much as Cena has put over people or has helped people get over, he's never been that type of person that Jericho has been. They're not the same type. That, and that is you know, why and, Jericho's but, star brighter to me. Jericho's star is not brighter than John Cena's. As far I, I, as influence. In the, in the, wrestling, yeah, in the, and, res, in the wrestling sphere. And, the, he's, and they, he, they've worked a lot. But has Jericho worked wrestling the amount of time that John Cena worked wrestling, and you know, and after the amount of time John Cena took off was he he didn't take time off, you know. So like within a decade, and he's at the top level, but at Cena the, at was the highest still, of his game. You I know? think Cena was still. I I don't even look at. I I don't know when Jericho took his hiatus, but if he took his hiatus, he probably took his hiatus during Cena's best run of the decade, which was the United States Championship one. Which was fifteen sixteen. There has been no other like wrestling acclimate years of the past ten years. We're like, oh yeah, Sin is that guy too. Not so much the big name or big marquee or the big name that they so put you mean, him to so be. When you say when you, when you say wrestling, you talk about like physical, actual wrestling, wrestling, wrestling of the decade and system, everything. You put Bret Hart as the best wrestler of the full, full. You put Bret yeah. Hart as the best wrestler because of his in-ring capability. And I say, well, what about him cutting promos? He was like, no, wrestling is wrestler. Wrestling. I'm like, okay, then that's your criteria. Mm-hmm. As far as wrestling, for me, a wrestler of the decade, your impact, your ring work, your name cachet, and what can you bring to elevate the business? Right. Cena does check all those boxes, but Jericho checks above him in all of those boxes. Wow, that's a big statement, bro. You said that he it's got Cena. the ball. You said Jericho got the ball in AEW on TNT, where they haven't had wrestling in twenty years <laughs> because it's Chris Jericho. Yes, I do. Okay, then that doesn't make him wrestler of the decade. I understand that, but I Jericho's name cachet is still big enough for a. A uh, a uh, a run. He's, his name kind of says so much. John Cena's is it? I am his name. No, but he also for the longest period of time, where Cena was the man in WWE. If they were have put any of that time into Chris Jericho, do you think Jericho would be as over as Cena? They didn't. So exactly, and John Jer- Cena's the biggest wrestler. But, so he's, that's he, but he's factory made, though. Doesn't mean he's not done it. Doesn't mean that he wasn't the biggest star of the decade. I hear you. He was the guy who was made in this time frame. He's the guy who's going to be on movies now, like, and he's been on movies now. You know, so like he's transformed to the next higher, higher level beyond wrestling. And Chris Jericho's done it too. Don't don't get me wrong. He, Chris Jericho's done it too. But he's also come back and. You know, so there is there is an argument to be made that Chris Jericho is. So I can't I can't say that you're flat out wrong, but I'm going to go with John Cena. I just think that he got that that box, which is a lot of John Cena moments. We that we're going to remember as much people hated him. He was very polarizing, but it's he went out there and he did it. Like you know, <laughs> like and he, he he held it down for years. And now we have you know we got guys like Roman Seth, and at least for WWE, you know we have Roman Seth over there. 
guys that are building, it's more of a collective now, you know? So now we got Bray. So I think that John Cena had a whole decade beyond prior, and then he just kind of like kept that consistency where he was relevant for a very long time. You can say what you want about his wrestling matches. Uh, if you want to go technical wrestler, I think in terms of heart and soul of wrestling, you could just argue to me for Daniel Bryan and his story. Daniel Bryan coming out there and having the story of the decade, like, you know, for where you come from and small beginnings and not being looked at as the guy uh, to us believing in the Yes movement, him winning the title of WrestleMania, then he goes through a neck injury, you know, it's and then he fights to get back into the wrestling atmosphere and, and he does and he successfully comes back and wins the championship again. It's, it's a great story. So there's an argument to be made that he has the spot for wrestle of the year. We're talking about <coughs> wrestling story. I mean, even wrestler. Wrestler. Yeah, I think. So, out of the three choices, where will we rank them? I said, I said John Cena first. Okay. Um, uh, I might go Chris Jericho second. <coughs> and then DB. And then DB. <coughs> I think I am uh, after hearing you. I do understand that Cena was and still is the biggest name in wrestling right now. So I will go ahead and do the same and rank them as Cena, Jericho, Dan Bryan. Okay. Wrestler of the decade. There you go. You got your options. Um, Black wrestler of the decade. Black wrestler of the decade. (laughs) Kofi. Kofi. Oh, man. Kofi, dog. Moment after moment. Year after year. <laughs> yeah. Always having a smile on his face, coming there, working hard. And then it culminates in this. Uh, I love how, like, run. every year he dropped off a piece of that accent until he's like, yeah, dog. <laughs> slap the shit out you, nigga, on camera, pretty much. So shout out to Kofi. Finally getting that hood up out of him. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Nah, man, you gotta do what you you gotta do until you do what you can. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to Kofi, man. Um, but yeah, uh, I think that he's black wrestler. Yeah, for sure. yeah. There's, there's no there's, there's no, no there's no there's no no dispute no, no debate no nothing like. And you know, um, for us, moment of the year comes from also our black wrestler of the decade, um, man. Kofi Kingston winning the WWE Championship uh, to culminate that decade that we speak of. You know what I mean? Like um, at the beginning of that, of the, of, I think at the turn of the decade, he was in a tag with with Evan Bourne, uh, won the tag team titles, and then uh, his first singles championship he got from MVP, uh, the United States Championship mm-hmm. that we spoke of, uh, that Andrade won this past week, and. And after that, you never really saw Kofi. Like, I never saw Kofi as 
a main event player. Never saw him as a main event player. I never saw him as a main event player. Even if they wrote for him, I never saw. And they wrote for him, and I believed it. Yeah. Excuse me. And that's a testament to Kofi continuing to bust his ass. Mm-hmm. Uh, for Kofi to continue to entertain me, to keep me involved, and, and, and care about the character enough for my mind to change. Mm-hmm. Um that uh, to his brethren that 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 continue to big him up because they also have changed their lives in the back half of this decade uh, by latching on to Kofi and ascending with his greatness. Um, so yeah, man, him winning the title, uh, being the second uh, black born uh, or first, first African, African born. born uh, WWE, WWE lineage champion of that eighty year company. Uh, that was that was that was that was. A, Honestly, that was, that pers- was that's a personal moment of the decade. Yeah. Honestly, for me, uh, I think uh, you know I've been getting to shake his hand on Wally Mania. That meant a lot to me, you know. Oh, I got a picture yeah. with the coaster. Yeah, you know, so, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know um, I didn't get a picture though. <laughs> But it was, I got to shake his hand and just say, you know, thank you. Because he's been working hard this entire uh, year. And that's representation. And we, as we say on this podcast all the time, representation matters. And uh, we got to just big up Kofi as our... Uh, and I don't like to delineate black wrestler from wrestler, but you do sometimes, you know? because nah, for sure. Because some shit just means a little bit more. Yeah, you know something just mean? means a little bit more. Because, you know, there's, there's, you know, struggle's real. Struggles real out here, so I, I really feel like that was uh, that was special. That was definitely special. Um, all right, before we get out of here, um, I guess we can have like a quick impromptu discussion of what we see going into mm-hmm. um, the next ye- the next decade. I guess that would tie into. Business and logic of uh, of of the show, mm-hmm. um, the growth of wrestling. You know the the exponential leap that this genre has, uh, uh, like just involved itself into. Like mm-hmm. where there's wrestling shirts and malls. At hot topic, other than fucking a wrestling event, you know what I mean? Yeah. There, there, there's a. It's his own, cu- it's own it's, culture. It's his own. Yeah, Westside Bro with his merch. We're cult- just looking at like, it. Yeah, man. You like know, it's, it's just exp- so expensive. It's so it's so like, man. Because you look at rap, right? Like, who would ever thought that rap would take over country and shit like that? And then also, rap has been more influential than religion. Right? Rap. Right? It's a niche genre of a big genre. Right? Music is a huge fucking genre, bro. You got blues, rhythm and blues. You got soul. You got classical. You got jazz. Like, you got all types of fucking musical genres. And you got rap, nigga. The young, younger brother. The Michael Jackson of music, nigga. <laughs> Michael was the young brother, nigga. Yeah. He just went past Tito, Jermaine, mm-hmm. Randy, just became the star, nigga. Mm-hmm. Like, wrestling out of the entertainment genre is so niche, but yet so broad. You know what I mean? 
Uh-huh. Where and what do we expect from the genre going forward? What do I expect from wrestling? That's a big. That's a big question. What do you expect from wrestling going forward? Because expect and want or hope for is the two different. The two different things. So let's so, do both. So, so let's break them down. Well, let's go. Okay, let's do want first. A lot of people were like, you know, giving. Let's do want first. What do you want from wrestling going forward into this new decade? Going into this new decade, I want uh, wrestling to be just more inclusive. And just uh, have the conversations, and and, uh, and also be entertained. You know, I want it to, the culture to be uh, more inclusive as far as you know us linking up, more uh, working together, and and appreciating this thing we call wrestling. Um, but as far as what we see as a product, I think I just want to see an evolution and do what they did in, two, in this past decade. Do it again. Because they did it, or because they, they within this decade wrestling. Do you think has, they spark? Do you think lightning struck in a bottle where you say do it again? Because a lot of people. I do try- think that my, my wrestling could go for a low, but because it's like the it's attitude hot, era. It's hotter like, than it's ever been right now. It's the attitude era. A lot of people are like yo, just do the attitude era again, and like you can't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like it has to be able to find itself. But I think we're societal. I think we're in our own attitude era right now. I don't know what we're gonna call this era, but we're in our own little era where wrestling is pretty hot. Triple H at one point in time called it a reality era. It was a while ago when he was. I think it was the feud with uh, Daniel Bryan. Uh-huh. I, I believe when DB won in uh, WrestleMania 30. I think. I think he was calling it the reality era, yeah. no, or when. When when Randy beat Daniel Bryan, okay, that 2013 okay. SummerSlam, and he called it the reality. I think that's what it was. Okay. Anyway, I believe this is the reality era. Okay. This is this is where we, you know, a lot of the uh, like this ain't Scott Hall, Kevin Nash, WCW still storyline shit like. Mm-hmm. This is like, nah, Matthew Riddle is a UFC guy and he's wrestling. He might fucking break your shit if you fuck up. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, this is, this is, this is like, this is like. So that used to be a storyline? <laughs> <laughs> the reality era. That's you know the reality like, era. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, sure. this is the, you know, Swerve served in the military and he might just go snap on a nigga. You yeah, know what I mean? Yeah. Like. That can be a storyline, or forgotten, like Swerve joining the Forgotten Sons because they were all in the military. I know that 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 sucks. He did? No, no, no I'm saying like uh-huh. I'm just saying like a storyline, reality era. Okay. You know what I mean? Like Swerve can be forgotten. Okay, they joined Forgotten Sons. Yeah. They were all in the military. It's a tie together. Yeah, like yeah, it's yeah, a yeah. reach out. Like we're a band of brothers. Like yeah. we never leave our own type shit. Yeah, type you know, type yeah. shit. You know what I mean? Like reality era. Like I'm just projecting. Like I think this. Era of wrestling, where I want it to be more reality based. I feel you. I, 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 I want it. Were you going to give it some credit? Has, has it been more? Yeah, yes, yes, right. yes. That, so, I, I want that. So when you speak about the evolution of that, like I, I think I, I, I piggyback on you for that. Like I, I, yeah. I want the evolution of like this reality era to be a little bit. Honed in on that. See if we can do a little bit more. I mean, reality TV is what niggas crave on television. It's the, it's, it's the most watched thing. If we can make wrestling not reality, so, but you TV, don't want to make it like 
do you want to make it like reality wrestling where they're like scripting reality? No. Because like Love and Hip Hop? No, 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 no. I wanted to take the elements of the production of that and make that part of wrestling. Huh. I want want to see the evolution of wrestling shot from a production standpoint and written from from a production standpoint. I feel you. Because those Love and Hip Hop things are staged, but they are real. That nigga Fizz is fucking Omarion's baby mom's <laughs> dog. True. True. Yes. That's real life. All right. Yes, exactly. So is that how close you want to do or your script? Because they do script reality. I would love it to be that because I'm not going to lie. Omarion can't get that Fizz ass on TV, but Rusev and Bobby about to throw down my nigga yeah. over a <laughs> some physicality in that. You know what I mean? Like, oh, man. But I want it to... But that's not, not real. It's not real, but I will... But not, you don't want to touch on people's real life because then it gets it gets kind of... It doesn't have to necessarily be to that extent, but it can be like if I have real life problems with you or if I have... Uh-huh. Bro, if we see Matt Riddle and Goldberg at some point in time, it's not going to be what we want to see because but we're going to be intrigued. We're two in It's going to be as real as possible because <laughs> he went in that old nigga. You know what I mean? Like, I want it to be that reality based. Yo, that would be dope. That's that would be fucking dope. <laughs> Yo. I want it. Whether, he, whether, whether he's a heel or a face, like, actually, that'll make him, Bro, that'll make him a heel, killer heel. I'll, yeah. If he killed over it, he's a heel. Just, or is it face? I don't know. The rude dude. The rude dude. Yeah, I, that's what I wanted from wrestling in 2020. Yeah, I want Matt Riddle <laughs> to kill Goldberg. Just get, get me that, and I'm you got me. <laughs> oh man, holy shit! Okay, now what do you, what do you expect from wrestling? The genre of wrestling. What what do you expect from the the from I mean now it's we weird, have the evolution man. of I'm television. Really, we got you know cameras now. VR. I, like, shit, yo, we like, have so crazy. much shit that I like. We're in the fucking future. It feels like you see all this fucking VR shit they put Bro, on TV. Oh my god. Yeah, I'm like at the point where I'm like I don't know what they're gonna do next. I have no fucking idea, and that's kind of the excitement about it. It's like you don't know where it's gonna go, but. Uh, I just want to be more inclusive. Yeah, I think that what's happening. I think we're seeing a lot more people from different cultures come in. NXT branch it out. NXT in itself is a is a it's a melting pot of uh, just talent, uh, whether it's homegrown talent, whether it's people from the Indies, whether people they they uh, got from other uh, athletic backgrounds. Uh, I see AEW also you know branching out to the Indies and pulling in people and and vying for talent so they can grow their own their own niche over there. Um, now I have a question with that, and this is my business logic that I wanted to put that I wanted to put out. Triple A stated that they already have clearly have the NXT here in Florida. They have NXT UK. They have the NXT out there in the Middle East. I think they're going to try to put Performance Center NXT out there in China, Japan, and Mexico. Mm -hmm. WWE's monopoly on this, good or bad? That's a good question, man. That is a good question, but is it a monopoly if they have somebody in AEW on TV? But that doesn't matter. That, I, no, listen. Do you think so? Here's the thing. What, what, let me tell Mexico, me, what do you see happening? Japan, what do you see happening? China, Time out. 
What do you see happening? Do you see that within the next decade, WWE buys out AEW? Swallows. Or AW? I it <laughs> What I expect, what I expect in this next decade, I expect everyone to be swallowed. I expect... The apocalypse? Bro, I expect the apocalypse of independent <laughs> wrestling. This guy is diabolical. <laughs> <laughs> this guy is, this guy is diabolical, man. Yeah, listen, um, listen. <laughs> I can't say that. I can't listen. I can't say that. I love so you it. think MLW is gone? You think ROH is gone? Impact gone? WWE Triple A, Triple A, like New Japan. WWE's gonna swallow them up. I don't. It's gonna be so big that I think this next decade they're gonna force the cross promote. That is. That is. We see invasions and shit. We're gonna see territories now, and we're using more invasion. Angles? I will see. I won't necessarily see invasion because I won't necessarily like that. But okay. I would like to see the exchange of talent. Oh, we don't. I think that is what's gonna happen in the Do next. Do you think decade. you see Kenny in, in WWE? Yes. You see. So you see Kenny's Kenny going. Kenny, the Kenny will be in the. I expect Kenny to be in the WWE in the next decade. That's a hot take right there. Okay. Um... Do you see Cody going to WWE? Uh, Cody will make his appearance back in WWE as well. Uh, next decade. Check back in 10 years. <laughs> no, nah, listen, man. Y'all going to be watching wrestling. Yeah. Kenny Omega will have his moment. We will have our triple threat of Finn, AJ, and Kenny. Now, that would be dope. Hey. Uh, if we see it in the next decade, guys, you gotta give it to him. <laughs> you gotta give it to him. <laughs> but no, nah, it, it's it, it's it's a possibility. You know, I, I as far as I'm just excited because there's because there's so much talent, man. We see people in NXT. We see Keith Lee over there. We see Adam Cole. We see Tommaso Ciampa. Uh, just for the next decade, they could they can run this shit. Those guys in NXT. Too. Ciampa can't make it. Ciampa not gonna be around that much longer. Chopper, the, the, Triple H already said Chopper goes to Evolve and does the shit that he does with Evolve. He goes and produces their TV. Oh, okay. He already goes and, and, and is an agent. Yeah. Like, he's already transitioning. Um, the, I think also WWE is uh, allowing their talent to do a lot more uh, content creativity. Mm-hmm. Um, so we'll probably see the expansion of more. We'll see... The expansion of the personalities of wrestling more, not just who's handpicked. I think we will be able to pick ourselves. Like we'll have our swerves uh, to the podcast. We'll be able to have our fucking. I believe at some point in time, Tez is going to get something. You know what I mean? Like there, there has to be something yeah. in a media form for a Montez for, for sure. Dog. Like for sure. He, he just yeah. But I, I, I think, yeah, I, I believe that I expect wrestling to to uh, be more, like you say, inclusive. And when I say that, I do think that there will be no more competition because yeah. WWE will end competition. <laughs> they were forced. Even the podcast game? <laughs> bro, listen, they were forced. They're already doing it. They were forced, niggas, to be like, you know what? Can we just get in on it? You feel me? And they're like, for sure. Why not? Why not? You got something that I wanted. Y'all been holding out. I give you a little, a little something. 
So yeah, I think I think I expect that to happen. I think I think it's gonna be interesting to see, and I and I, I have faith in a lot of these companies. But when they get swallowed up, um, he predicted the, the apocalypse. So that's 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 on him. <laughs> uh, it wasn't me. It wasn't me. Yo, um, anything else you got for the week, man? Um, anything else you want to cover? Shit. Um, that was a good decade, man. It was a good decade. Um, I didn't know I would be a wrestling fan for this long. I didn't, honestly didn't know. I didn't know, man. It's It was some t- trying times, but wrestling still, I don't know, it's, it's something that uh still intriguing, you know? And it's its own form of fashion. What we do here at Reed Wrestling has been breaking it down for y'all guys week after week. And in 2020, uh, I look for big times, you know, with Reed Wrestling. And uh, wherever this goes, I want y'all here with us. So thank y'all for listening. I appreciate it. Thank you for being my co-host. Yo, for sure. Appreciate yeah, it. Know. Uh, all this time here on the podcast. And uh, look out for us. Yeah, too. all that shit that you said, we, we hear it all in your, all, all in your ear hole, in your steery hole, nigga. <laughs> <laughs> nah, peace out, yo. We'll catch y'all at the beginning of next year, yo, 2020. Um, we gonna be higher than usual, my nigga. Yeah. Peace out.